just hot. Let's get into it. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, good people? Welcome back to another episode of Category Is. It's your favorite award-winning host, Maurice, and I'm back uh, for another episode. So I don't know about where y'all are, but it is fucking blazing hot here in Philadelphia. So bear with me. I usually turn off the um, the air conditioner in the studio, but it's too hot. <laughs> so you might hear it turning on and off during uh, this record recording. So hopefully it's not too much of a of a distraction. So let's hop right into the episode and get into what you're drinking for this week and you know like i said i just needed something crisp and refreshing for for the week so basically i'm having like a vodka soda um i found these new san pellegrino like sparkling waters and this one kind of has like um actual fruit in it so it's the san pellegrino mementi and this is the clementine and peach version so bubbly, bright clementine, which is, you know, the little small oranges, almost tangerine um, size. And then the peaches, because I have been craving peaches, you know, it's summertime. It's August now, so it's a, just about peach season. And I've really been craving peach cobbler lately. So I only have a few more weeks <laughs> to get some because I don't know about y'all, but I'm a very seasonal kind of person. So in the South, you're not supposed to have like summer dessert. You know, there's like summer desserts. And so like you're not supposed to have banana pudding before Memorial Day because that just don't make sense. <laughs> so <laughs> the same the same thing about uh about peach cobbler. So you can only have them between Memorial Day in May and then Labor Day in, in September first week in September. So you got a few more weeks to kind of get those in. But yeah, so this vodka soda is um Light is refreshing. It's low on the calories because, you know, trying to still keep this summer body going. So take some of your favorite vodka. I typically keep either Tito's or some Grey Goose here at the house. Um, Tito's is more of, you know, like your everyday kind of vodka. It's not um, it's not cheap like a Smirnoff <laughs> burn going down. No, Tito's is like smooth. It's like, you know, like you said, it's the everyday kind of vodka. And then, you know, you bring out the Grey Goose on the special, special occasions. So like I said, take your favorite vodka with some ice and then pour over this San Pellegrino Memento. You could also use like a Lemonada, which is the lemon one. I know they have the, um, the blood orange one, which is good. If you wanted to do like a, like a sparkling grapefruit, you could do that as well. You know, whatever you like to keep it light, fresh and crisp for the summertime. <laughs> Keep it cool as well. So not much has been going on uh, with me this week. Been trying to stay indoors, you know, just to avoid the heat. But of course, you know, got to take the dog for his walks. So still get my steps in <laughs> that way. So try to get him on a schedule where, you know, we go out several times a day, but it's more, it's, you know, early in the morning. Um, so like first thing in the morning, he wakes up around like six, but then, you know, he'll probably just play with his toys and then we kind of get um out the door around a little after seven so you know still relatively cool that early in the morning then we go out a second time around around noonish so but for that one <laughs> we have to take him on a specific route because of the way the sun 
is position. So try to stay in the shadows <laughs> as much as you can and avoid the sun. And also he has like a lot of fur uh, as well. So he doesn't, um, he doesn't like to stay outside that much or for that long um, because he, you know, can run the risk of overheating. So always take, you know, my bottle of water with him, fill it up with like ice. It's like a cup on it. So when you tilt it over, it has like a little cup and he just drinks it out of that. But um, carry that with us. He did just get his hair cut like last week. So, you know, it's, re- it's very short. Just get, get him a summer cut, which is like not completely shaved, but like really, really low cut. So, you know, it just helps him cool off um, a bit more. But yeah, we still avoid the sun and then take his little water bottle outside <laughs> with us. Then we take another like quick walk around like 4.35 o'clock, like right when I'm kind of getting off of off the clock but then we take him for like a longer walk around like 7 38 because you know it's it's the evening time so it's it's a bit more cool or you don't have that oppressive heat that's like at five o'clock like the sun's you know going down so get like a little light breeze coming off the river too so he's good on that he's getting um neutered next week and i feel some kind of way about it like i don't necessarily want him to get neutered because you know you just don't want him to be in like any kind of pain even though it'll be temporary but yeah it's just i don't know the vet says you know he runs the risk of you know they try to scare you he's you know runs the risk getting testicular cancer prostate cancer like aggression and running away because you know it's the summertime so a lot of the dogs are in season and so <laughs> when we're walking, you know, he's always trying to find like the female dog because it's like mating season. So he's like hyped up. <laughs> and then I have noticed that he's been like trying to hump his toys. So he has this alligator. I feel sorry for the alligator because <laughs> he just be going to town on that thing. And I, I <laughs> it's funny. It is funny to me, but he did get out and like, run like down the street and around the corner the other day but that was a bit scary and i think it was you know kind of due to you know him trying to find a mate real quick and he said it's hot girl summer he tried <laughs> trying to find the bitches but anyway yeah i just do feel some kind of way about him getting getting neutered next week so hopefully it, it won't be too traumatic for him um and you know the next day he'll probably forget about it anyway but I'll keep y'all updated on that. But one thing that had me excited the past uh, week or so was, have you checked out this new TV show on Netflix? It's called Uncoupled, and it stars Neil Patrick Harris. You know, we know him as Doogie Howser, uh, MD, from, from back in the day. And the premise of the show is like a new take on like a romantic uh, comedy or, yeah, I guess it's a romantic comedy. But and to not give too many spoilers, so the premise of the show, so it's called Uncoupled, and the premise of the show is that Neil Patrick Harris's character, so he's planning a surprise fiftieth birthday for his partner of seventeen years, who decides to dump him <laughs> that very night, and it just sets up, you know, a series of calamities <laughs> that he goes through throughout the entire season. So. I liked it because it gives you a new take on like the romantic comedy. It's not the, it's just not the typical show that people 
um, are used to. So it does have like a kind of familiar format. So I wasn't paying attention to like the credits or like anything like that. But after like the second episode, I was like, okay, this is kind of, you know, giving me like Sex in the City is giving me like Emily in Paris is giving me that almost neurotic main character who almost invents or creates their own turmoil and their own situations and if they would just chill the fuck out then things would go a lot more smoothly so neil patrick harris definitely giving me um carrie bradshaw vibes definitely giving me emily i don't even know her last name on emily in paris vibes but around like the third episode i looked at the opening credits because you know on netflix you can just skip past them um skip that intro and so is created by darren star who coincidentally, is the creator of Sex and the City, Emily in Paris, and Just Like That, and, you know, this whole list of shows that kind of run on this this similar um, template. But the thing I liked was that, you know, the characters are of a certain age, and you have it from the gay perspective of, you know, being gay at a certain age. And I was (laughs) watching this thing like, ooh, child. I could not imagine being single at this age because the game done changed. (laughs) And given that, you know, this character was in a relationship for 17 years, they said. So they never really said how old his character was, I believe. So I'm guessing he's like late 40s. So, you know, that kind of colors his experiences as he's like getting back on the dating scene and how do you meet guys and like getting on the apps. (laughs) And his friends are single, so they're like, you know, trying to guide him through these things. But it is funny to me. But yeah, just hearing like my single friends talk about like what it's like to be single now. That's one thing that's like just very odd to me. Just literally how much the game has changed since um, we've been together for almost five and a half years. And in the course of that, you know, of course, I'm not on the apps. I don't know what's going on on the grinder or the Tinder or the whatever they got now a days <laughs> one of my friends was saying how now you have to like or guys don't ask for pictures as much they ask you for like your instagram account <laughs> i would be like wait what or they have it linked like on their page itself their instagram or twitter or facebook so they'll ask you for that instead of asking you for more pictures and so basically they'll i guess scroll through through your your feed to like get a sense of like the things that you like or like what you're into or like <laughs> what you look like um for <laughs> for real but i don't know i'm very private with my well i don't post anyway on my instagram um as y'all know <laughs> but i don't know if i would like that would definitely be a turnoff for me if someone i don't know asked me for my Insta- my instagram nah now I'm good on that. And then my friend said that one of the apps, I forget which one um, it was, but they have like verified accounts now where you have to basically, well, I don't know the process, but you get a blue check <laughs> like like you're Kim Kardashian or like a celebrity or, you know, somebody famous on on Instagram or Twitter. And it's like, uh, okay, I guess. I don't, I mean, I don't know. But that's what they're doing now, and I guess it works works for them. But I think in terms of uncoupled, it was a good. Um, it's like eight, ten episodes, you know, the usual Netflix um, 
length. They're 30 minutes, you know, and then it was really like 25 minutes because it's got like five minutes of credits um, at the end. But yeah, you can just binge that in like a weekend. So it's just a good, lighthearted um, setup. Some of the guys that he was meeting, I feel like it is going to kind of follow that same Sex in the City format where you can already tell. Like, it's a bit obvious. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's one guy that I think he'll end up with at least for maybe, well, I don't know how long it'll, it'll run, but I could see him ending up with this one guy for like a couple, maybe half a season. He'll be like the Aiden of Sex in the City. The good guy, the one who on paper is perfect, but like I said, that main character just can't get out of their own head. And, you know, they want the drama and they think that the drama is passion and just mess up a good situation all by themselves. But it was funny because, you know, it's just how this situation for, kind of forced Neil Patrick Harris to kind of, you know, get out there and experience a whole bunch of new things. So it was funny to me. Check it out on Netflix if you haven't already. I think it was trending like the number one news show, at least for a weekend, <laughs> which is good enough. Um, good enough for Netflix. I think season two, because the way they set up the, the finale cliffhanger, I think season two will be interesting for a couple of reasons. I don't want to give any spoilers um, away. But the cast, you know, it kind of does fall into those same like typical tropes of like a sex in the city. So Neil Patrick Harris, like I said, is the Carrie Bradshaw. Um, then you have your sexually promiscuous character who is, I would say he's like the news anchor. Um, it's a black guy. I can't, I don't know his actual name, but on this uncoupled show, he's um, the black guy. He's like a weatherman, <laughs> which um, is kind of funny, but he's like the Samantha of the group. Then you have the, kind of level-headed but more traditional character and this one is his name's stanley <laughs> on on uncoupled and he's almost like a combination of the miranda and charlotte character because he's like you know i wouldn't say he's as type a as as um miranda but he's definitely like that ultra romantic like like Charlotte is, and he's also like running an art gallery, the same thing that Charlotte did on Sex and the City. So I was like, damn, Darren Star, you can't be a bit more creative with the jobs this time because he literally just copied and pasted it. And then it has Tisha Campbell, and I love Tisha Campbell ever since way back in school days. And her character just brings like the comic relief of it all. So she keeps me laughing. She has an interesting storyline too, and I think. Part of the setup, because she did have a cliffhanger uh, moment as well in the finale. So I think part of that setup is going to continue in, in season two. So I kind of have it all planned out in my head. So we'll just see if, um, if I'm right. The only other thing that happened this week was, uh, as I mentioned previously, the Beyonce CD Renaissance Act 1, which, girl, how many acts is it going to be? Because <laughs> I ain't got time for it. But that dropped the other week. The other day, it actually um, leaked a few days ahead of schedule, so I know somebody got fired off of that. But I don't know. Like the thing with this new project, and I haven't really heard any honest critiques of it. They're all been glowing reviews, and I 
honestly don't think that is very accurate. Like, and not to take anything away from Beyonce, but Mama don't give a single interview, like a live interview. You know, she'll give a written interview, but that's a piece of shit. She she probably ain't even there. She got somebody to write up the interview for her. She doesn't give any live performances of the the new track. You know, why are you not on Jimmy Kimmel? Why are you not on um, Jimmy Fallon? Like, I don't even know the late night people anymore. But remember, they used to have to go to <laughs> TRL and perform. Why are you not on BET um, 106 and Park? Like, I miss the traditional rollout of a new project. Like, give me a visual. Give me a performance. Give me something. And I just think it is almost taking advantage of the the audience, like your fa- her fan base, the beehive, to put out a project and not promote it because she just feels like y'all gonna buy it anyway. Y'all gonna throw these Grammys at me anyway. So I don't have to do much or anything. And then, like, mama's not above critique. She's not above, above reproach. If y'all ain't like it, say you didn't like it. Like, it is okay. Like, I am the biggest Mariah Carey fan in the world. Probably my sister-in-law might rival me a little bit. But, you know, we can still have an honest conversation about, oh, okay, well, this track, it wasn't my favorite. You know, these lyrics, uh, they could have, you know, used a bit more tweaking, uh, things like that. But maybe y'all doing that behind the scenes, you know, but in public, you have to put a united front. I don't know. Maybe that works uh, in the beehive. But one of the reasons I don't really get down with Beyonce is because of the beehive. Like, if anyone says any kind of, anything about any Beyonce project, then that person gets destroyed online. So Diane Warren, who is like a legendary songwriter, posted a question on Twitter and she was like, how do you need, or I'm paraphrasing, it was like, why do you have 24 songwriters for one song? She didn't reference the Beyonce track. She didn't reference anything, but in the words of Nene Leakes, a hit dog will holla. And so the fans took offense to it. You know, they knew exactly what she was talking about in that because apparently the CD has a lot of samples. So I've heard that the kind of premise of the the CD is that she's paying homage to like her gay uncle. I think he died. Um, so it's supposed to be more like gay club adjacent. So she has a lot of samples of like Donna Summer and and I don't know who else, <laughs> who else, but everything has a sample. She has Big Frida on there. She has I don't know, but everything contains like a sample of something. So and like multiple samples. So that's why I believe I even mentioned that on Break My Soul I had like a large number of songwriters. But again, you know it's because it's because of the sample. And speaking of samples. Did y'all see that Khalees video she posted on Instagram or Twitter? I don't know. But they <laughs> dragged her for filth uh, as well because she, you know, her song, I guess, Milkshake, got sampled on one of these tracks. And she said that she did not even know or get a heads up from Beyonce or her team that they were even sampling the song. <sighs> she goes on to say that she doesn't even have songwriting credits on the song because Pharrell, you know Pharrell from the Neptunes, yeah, he um, he got inducted into Songwriters Hall of Fame as well with Mariah Carey. But you know he's listed as the 
songwriter, uh, producer, all of the things on this Khalees song. So she's Khalees said that Pharrell basically had it has a history of taking credits away from like the actual people who you know do the songwriting, who do the producing, and it was like this almost predatory kind of thing that he did for or did to um, new and up and coming artists um, at the time. Because I think was Milkshake one of Khalees's first projects i'm not sure but it was big but she didn't get any credits which means she don't get as much money um for this so she probably gets only a few points on the cd and so pharrell gets the most of it because what my understanding is that being like the songwriter or the producer you get more um points so like you know they split up say like 100 points for each thing so if you write the song you might get 50 you know, if you produce it, you might get 20. If you only perform it, you're like, you're just a talent, then you get like three or four <laughs> points on the CD. So it's not as lucrative to only, um, to only be the talent. But yeah, so she said that um, she felt like she should have gotten at least a heads up that she was being sampled on this, on this CD. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Mama wants some coins um, off of that. So it caused such an uproar that Beyonce is actually removing the sample from the CD. So I get, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of like re-recording it and re-releasing it. Cause I mean, it's already out there. So that's going to live forever, but I don't know. We'll see if I was Khalees, I would have kept my mouth shut. Cause like my mama said, a little bit of something is better than a hundred percent of nothing. <laughs> Cause now once you remove the sample, you ain't getting nothing, girl. And speaking of giving nothing, Will Smith, decided that on the day this Beyonce CD came out, this is the time he was going to address the Oscars, slap heard around the world. I don't, want, I don't know who forced him to do this. I think it was more of he did it just to say he did it. He apologized just to say he apologized. So he puts out this, I think it was on either Instagram story or TikTok or something. Like he didn't even go sit down at the red table. <laughs> I didn't watch the full thing because it was some bullshit in the first few seconds. So he sits down and he's trying to look all forlorn and just sad and remorseful and pensive and starts talking about, you know, what happened. Now, girl, the Oscars was in March. And here it is, the end of July. You just now got the, the nerve to get down to these people, Instagram to apologize, like, <laughs> and not say nothing. Nobody was checking for it at all because... This should have been an Oprah Winfrey host segment, for real. This should have been 2020 Barbara Walters, for real. Like, 60 minutes. You couldn't even get <laughs> down to the view. Hell, Jada ain't even have you down at the red table, girl. So that just shows you how much no one really cares about what you had to say. And you're up here trying to look all pitiful and trying to say, oh, I reached out to Chris Rock, and he, he you know, when he's ready to accept and ready to talk... <sighs> Girl, you can't do somebody wrong and then tell them how mad or upset to get because the repercussions and reverberations from that slap are going to be felt for years and years and years to come. But yeah, it almost seemed forced. It didn't seem sincere. It was almost one of those like obligatory, well, I'm going to put this out here just to say I did. It didn't get any news coverage because everyone was talking about the Beyonce CD. And the, the choice of the day to release this was also very suspect. But you know, Miss Will is a stunt queen, and he feel, felt like 
if you just slide this in while everybody is talking about Beyonce, then no one can say that he didn't do it. But no one's going to be really checking to see what he said anyway. So I just think there's no real coming back from that. I mean, I hope he learned his lesson. He will, because I don't think the coins are going to be coming in um, anymore. So, But what it might do is propel his ex-wife, Cherie, to get her a diamond on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because this season, she's just a friend of. But I think next season, she might be a full-time, <laughs> a full-time cast member. That's all I got, y'all. Um, I guess a quick I say what I said for this week is let's see if y'all are really going to free Brittany, Brittany Griner, the WNBA player, locked up down to the Russia, got sentenced to nine years of, <laughs> that'd be hard labor, locked up abroad like that. But she was convicted of drug possession. Um, I guess she was over there playing in one of their uh, basketball leagues. She had a certain amount i don't know how much is the well i guess ain't none ain't no limit um but she had possession of some hashish which is like a marijuana derivative i don't know about the drugs but you know of course it's illegal over there she got detained and hmm, oh girl uh, good luck we need to send bill clinton over there to get her back because he he got them girls back from china or wherever they was vietnam i don't know it's Lisa Ling's sister. But with this war going on, who knows when they're going to. And then tens, tens, tens across the board this week to my girl, Serena Williams, who is partnering with Cash App to teach y'all about financial literacy. Mama says she ain't winning no tennis matches, so she's going to come and get these coins the best way she, <laughs> she know how. So Serena says she is a huge proponent of financial independence, education, and accessibility, and she wants to use her platform to raise awareness around the opportunities for money management tools like Cash App and show audiences how they can financially interact with their friends and family in a seamless way. So tens for you, uh, Serena, let me put my Cash App down in the, in the comments so you can send me a few dollars. All right, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to get on out of here. Y'all stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. for joining me for another week i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you're listening to category is right now category is podcast is recorded in philadelphia the show is hosted edited mixed and produced by me maurice smith 